You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. It is Monday, October 4th. Uh, Thank you for joining us today on Real Presence Live. Uh, We have a great handful of guests this morning. Uh, We have Monsignor Michael Wooster, Father Jim Herter, and just joining us now in studio is Father Matt Falgren. And we're talking right now about the Courage and Encourage Ministries. And right before we got um, to our last break, uh, Monsignor was was discussing, uh, Monsignor, how... How does encourage and encourage? Um, how do they help support families who uh, have individuals that they know who are going through same-sex attraction? Yes, yes. Thank you. Um, it's probably helpful, maybe, to use an example or two. Um, you know, some of the members of Courage are men and women with same-sex attraction who really have not gotten into the gay subculture. You know, and so in working with them, as, as Father Jim was going through the goals, you know, for their spirituality and learning how to develop good, authentic, uh, chaste relationships with people is, is their primary need. But then uh, a lot of members of Courage have also, for a period of time, have gotten into the gay subculture. And, um, and, and, and so when that happens and someone brings to their parents or their siblings or whatever and say, hey, I'm gay, um, uh, it, it creates all kinds of responses. But then what can happen too is what happens if that individual brings their partner home uh, for the holiday? What happens when, unfortunately, with our Supreme Court allowing the redefinition of marriage, which of course is a terrible scandal to the whole world in my view, and and contrary, of course, to what we believe for 2,000 years about marriage. And in light of that, says, hey, um, mom, dad, we're inviting you to a same-sex marriage. Or, our, my partner and I, we've decided to get married. You know, how does a family respond to that? How do parents respond to that? How do siblings respond to that? And so um, that's sometime in my experience the last four years, that's when we would get a phone call. And, uh, you know, the the... The parents are under spiritual stress. There's confusion there. And so our goal is to guide them through those kinds of questions of how they can keep the door open to their family relationship with the individual and care about them as God and church cares about them and yet somehow respond to them in a way that does not condone the behavior. So it puts great conflict in families. And uh, so that's where Encourage comes in. And so... uh, the, the I think what I'd like to do is maybe just sort of read a statement which summarizes what Encourage is all about and then its goals as well as Father Jim did with the Courage goals. So, in recognition of the irreplaceable role of the family in attaining an understanding of the experience of same-sex attractions and still embracing life of chastity, Encourage was founded out of that need and that insight. So it's an apostolate of the Courage Ministry and flows from its central purpose. So Encourage provides pastoral care to family members and friends of persons who identify as LGBT. And so they have five goals, which are very similar to the goals of Courage, but slightly different. So the first one is that the family members keep growing in their relationship with Christ through reading, prayer, uh, sacraments, attendance of Mass, reception, 
of the sacraments of the church, including confession. In other words, they're working on their own individual call to holiness. And then secondly, uh, the Encourage seeks to help those parents or siblings to gain a deeper understanding of the needs and the difficulties and the particular challenges experienced by men and women who experience same-sex attraction. And their struggles are unique uh, because of that orientation. Uh, thirdly, to establish and maintain a healthy and wholesome relationship with their loved one who experiences same-sex attraction. Okay, So they work on their individual holiness, gain deeper understanding into the nature of SSA and its particular challenges, and then work with the guidance of the chaplains to establish a healthy, wholesome relationship with that family member. And then fourthly, uh, that Encourage seeks to help family members reach out to other family members and friends to accomplish the same thing and keep relationships going, yet without condoning uh, behavior that be contrary to the teaching of the church in the area of sexuality. And then finally, the fifth step is to witness to their family member with SSA by their own lives, demonstrating that chastity is possible, keeping the teachings of Christ is possible, living a holy life, and uh, um, a chaste life is absolutely possible. So those are the five goals of encourage. You know, the number one and number five are about the family members growing and then witnessing to their family member with SSA, but then also gaining deeper understanding and learning how to have that delicate balance of both embracing them, loving them, and yet not approving of the behavior. I think, as you said, I think that it, it's beautiful to help show like how we can go about because I mean it, like I I've never had to deal with this situation but I'm like I can only imagine the emotions that are all entailed within all of this and in helping individuals and helping uh, family members be able to be there and be supportive yes. um, and help them through this situation because I mean I as I said um, I can only imagine the turmoil and the struggles that a lot of people are having within these situations and and having empathy for them and yes. having love for them and should, but at the same point um, continue to preach the beauty of the church's sexual teaching. I mean, yeah. in this specific instance, it's about same-sex attraction, but even just the beautiful teachings that the church has in regards to whether it be homosexual or heterosexual relationships Correct. and the Correct. chaste life that we're, we're called to live and to really live it out and show the beauty of that. So. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, I think we should probably have Father Matt Falgren tell us a little bit about himself, but uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself, but at the end of that, will you tell us what drew you to this ministry? Sure. Yeah. Good morning. I'm Father Matt Falgren. I uh, am a priest of the Diocese of Rapid City. Who uh, um, My family moved to Sturges when I was 10. My dad worked for VA hospitals. We moved around the country and finally uh, found a home where we could stay in, in Sturges. My, and... Uh, um, being called to the priesthood uh, really um, I think I heard the call a few times growing up but I finally listened after four years of college and where I had um, the last three years I had been studying nursing and and uh, entered into uh, into into formation for the diocese in the 90s and I was ordained a priest in 2001 so I've been a priest here for 20 years um, I, uh, I've served, uh, 
here in Rapid City. I've been chaplain at the schools. I've served on the seven years on the Cheyenne River Reservation. I've also been in Spearfish and Belfouche uh, and uh, Martin and Kadoka. And, and it's been a gift to be a priest of the Diocese of Rapid City. You say what drew me to the ministry. Um, I was invited to come into the ministry and my first reaction was um, a deep swallow. Uh, just kind of gulp. Uh, I, I wasn't sure. Uh, at, at first, I appreciated the call, but this this is an amazing ministry. And, and going, uh, I don't know if I if I can uh, uh, if I could do this. And uh, and then uh, got some encouragement from people like Father Jim and saying he, he was very encouraging uh, uh, to say, yeah, I think. I think I can do this. Um, um, this is a the the thing about the ministry that always attracted me. That this is a ministry of of, of how God's mercy works towards conversion. God's mercy works towards uh, um, conversion of the heart. Um, God's mercy works towards uh, um, calling us to a greater love. By that that mercy is is living that love and uh, um, and then. Uh, I, I did go to the National Conference for Courage and Encourage this summer, and uh, I, I tell you, I was blown away. Um, the, the, perp, the, the, the subject of the conference was um, focusing on this, this year in the Church of St. Joseph and, and uh, really uh, um, how he is an example of, of chastity, especially in his relationship with the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, that... that connects to any priest i think in his uh in that um who is called to a life of celibacy like it connects to uh um how that is a way that we um seek to authentically following his example live out live out that 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 love of god and and love of of family and the people we are called to serve um and I was blown away by the people at the conference. Um, one one priest uh, um, who was there, and there were several. You know, I was kind of a little intimidated by the number of priests and bishops there. And and uh, uh, but one priest said something that I thought was, I think, deeply profound and, and um, surprisingly true. And he goes, "When I come to this conference, this is the place I go, where I know everyone is seeking to be a saint. That the people who have entered into." Courage ministry. Um, the people who have entered into this are doing this because they want to live an authentic life in in, in the love of God. Um, they they want to live a life that that loves who God has made them to be and and lives it in the in the way that God calls us to live it. And uh, and, and so it is deeply inspiring to be around a group of people who are like us, all of us, imperfect, um, but but seeking that that gift of. Uh, eternal life by by following god's call and uh and and i truly came back uh um inspired with what i'd learned uh um information wise but but so much more so but by what i what i saw and experienced in in the people who had been been living in that ministry um um and and for and some of whom had been part of the ministry from the very first meeting back 40 years ago um, and, and had 
and had found, you know, in a sense, um, God's call in their lives and, 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 and a way that they not only had experienced that love, but how they had come to, to share that love, um, as a part of, as a, as a part of the world, as a part of the church. And, uh, and I am, I'm, I was so grateful for that experience. Well, thank you, Father Matt. Um, we're going to be heading to break right now, but we just uh, kind of on the other side of the break, continue our conversation. Uh, Monsignor Wooster, Father Jim Herriter, and uh, Father Matt Falger joining us today talking about the Courage and Encourage Ministries here in the Diocese of Rapid City. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through planned giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of planned giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Have you ever known someone who has taken their own life? 50% of Americans have. I'm Father Chris Alar. For years, professionals have called the tragedy of suicide an epidemic, but we believe it has become a pandemic because more people in the world take their own life than die by all the wars or homicides combined. Do you know that there are more veterans who have killed themselves than were killed in the Vietnam War? And these numbers keep increasing, especially among the youth. And society doesn't help. Through misguided ways, such as shows like 13 Reasons Why, suicide has become glorified in our society. But there is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning. We are broadcasting live from the Mustard Seed in Rapid City, South Dakota. I am Brett Eckert, along with my co-host, Karen Gibis. And we have a couple amazing guests in studio with us today. we got Matt, Father Matt Falgren uh, and Father Jim Herter, um, both priests from the Diocese of Rapid City, talking about uh, courage ministry here in the diocese um, to help and support individuals who are suffering from same-sex attraction. Um, so, I mean, I think a lot is in regards to wording as well. Um, I've, we've noticed that we're not talking and saying homosexual or gay, um, lesbian. We're using the word same-sex attraction. How, how does this language, why is it important to use it that way, Father Matt? 
I think a lot of it goes to identity, and 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 people will say, and I've, I've even used the words, you know, um, you know that we're this is how we are made, we're how how God made us, or something like this. And uh, as we speak to our identity, sometimes it gets totally wrapped up into who we're attracted to. So saying I'm gay or I'm a lesbian is is who I am. And we don't want you to deny who you're attracted to, and we don't even necessarily want to 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 try to define where or how this got to be part of your life uh, or tell you, say that, hey, that attraction shouldn't be there. Rather to say, recognize that that attraction is there. But how do we identify ourselves? It's so important. If I, do I identify myself, do I identify myself first as a child of God? Mm-hmm. Do I identify myself first as someone who is loved? Do I identify, identify myself as a brother or sister in Christ to a neighbor to um, to the people I meet, do I? And and so, recognizing the the fact that that we are attracted to to somebody of the same sex, if that is the case for the person, is not the same thing as saying this is everything of who I am. Um, this again, as has been said several times in different ways during the interview, this is the same thing that we deal with people who don't deal with same sex attraction. Um, somebody's whole life can get caught up in, in, in sex. Somebody's whole life can get caught up in who they're attracted to, and and it denies the fact that rather that rather than I am a whole person, um, with who I'm attracted to is 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 uh, integrated into part of who I am. It, it becomes my whole identity, and in a society that is a culture that is very sexually charged. Um, it's important to say, who do we value? Who do we love? We love you, and it's not centered on who we're attracted. It's not centered on who you're attracted to. It's centered on the fact that you are created by God and you are loved, and 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 we are called to love you, and you are called to love your neighbor, and and this is this is identity, not um, that that is more in a sense holistic, as opposed to driven by one part of who we are. And I think I think that's a huge distinction to be made in regards to, as you kind of said, um, not taking it as this is everything about me. This is not my identity. Um, and I mean, even the church proclaims the idea of of same sex attraction is a disorder. A, it's a disordered inclination towards something. Um, right. And I, we we all have disorders. It's just um, within this this reality is with same sex attraction. It is a really. It's a very powerful. It's very powerful in regards to the, the what we would say is the disorder because it is such a, it is a part of us. Um, but helping us understand that we all have different crosses to bear, um, and that the Lord has asked us to live out His call in our lives. And I think that's that's right. a beautiful way to put it is where we don't take our identity. And, and in the same way we say this attraction is disordered. We're not saying you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and people hear that too often that the conversation becomes between two extremes and, and where this middle um, this middle part where you where we identify ourselves as, as children of God, as loved by God, as redeemed by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And and we all need that redemption through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ um, is is different than 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 what the, how we hear the conversation. 
and 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 so people can feel very easily rejected that the, who they are and and, and are re, is rejected as opposed to saying how do we live um with the circumstances of our lives, who we're attracted to, in a way that is in keeping with uh, scriptural teaching, that is in keeping with the teachings of the church, um, but where we can be affirmed as a person. Uh, that's unfortunately pretty rare to see in this world. And and to to be a part of a ministry that can that help somebody to see how they are whole and they are loved, even if they if they deal with a dis- with an attraction that we see as disordered, is a uh, is is something that that uh, um, again is a gift for me to be a part of, um, and uh, it might be something that we know that people haven't heard about about themselves. It might be something that people haven't recognized in themselves, or that they've they've heard from others. Even people of of, of great faith um, might not have have expressed that that love of of the person in a way that that uh, may. You know, help a person or encourage them to live in the faith, as opposed to don't do this because you're bad. And I think that's beautiful. Uh, that's Father Matt Falgren just kind of helping explain a little bit in regards to this idea of um, the courage and encourage ministry. But our identity is not solely tied into our sexuality, um, and that we're called to live chaste lives. And and more importantly, I think the biggest thing that Father Matt, uh, as he was talking there, he heard it over and over again that that regardless of the the things that we have in our lives that we are truly beloved by our father in heaven that that we are loved and that everybody is loved um and that god is there with us and for us to be there with us um so with with father matt we also have father jim in in studio and what are some as you've been around you've been the chaplain for the past four years father matt is just taking over as of today um taking on the the role of chaplain for the courage ministry here in the diocese so father jim um what how do families uh, typically deal with children and siblings uh, and all these different types of situations that are happening um, within their own family when somebody comes forward? Like, um, what are the emotions, what are the struggles that either those who have suffer, who are suffering from same-sex extraction or uh, their family members and, and friends, what are some of the things that uh, they're struggling and having to deal with? Like, there can be two... I th- <laughs> There can be two different ways, uh, I mean, a multitude of ways people deal with finding out that their family members uh, has same-sex attraction. But sometimes there's these extremes where you, sometimes family members reject them, and then sometimes family members completely wholeheartedly don't want to stir anything up at all and say, well, whatever you do, that's fine, that's your world, go for it. Uh, and what courage does is it says, no, let's... Those two polar things, mm-hmm. ways of dealing with things. That's not. Let's let's look at it a different way. Who are you? Uh, and, and encourage, encourage allows a person to, to like Father Matt was just beautifully saying. Which, by the way, I gotta say, I'm so glad <laughs> Father Matt is gonna be is the uh, chaplain. He just has the heart for it and, and the vocabulary too. By the way, good job, Father. <laughs> but. Courage, courage does allow the person to look at themselves at the deepest level, which is not what the rest of the world would do right now. So mm-hmm. it's a world that's very much feeling based, and it, it's it, it it tries, but it gets stuck. And you can go only go so far when you talk about your feelings, because we're more than our feelings. That's a part of it. So courage allows us to look at, like Father Matt said, our our, our identity as a son or a daughter of God. That's who we are. 
And then if we make decisions out of that and how Jesus has touched us there and how he has liberated us and actually, yeah, how he's liberated us, we're free. And then there's joy in that. So we all have crosses and I'm not saying that my crosses are heavier than anybody else's. Certainly the people in courage have very difficult, as this catechism has said, have a very difficult cross to bear. Uh, but it's with Christ, very, very uh, possible. Uh, very possible to do it with joy, to carry it. Well, and I mean, Monsignor Wooster uh, <clears throat> had to obviously end up heading out, but he was talking about um, the relationship in between individuals who have went through courage and their chaplains. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and what is the deep connection? He said there's a very deep connection between the two. It's, and it's so basic. A priest isn't married, right? I mean, in the way that... Um, a priest is married to yeah. the church, right? But uh, a priest isn't involved genitally, intimately with anyone and that's what we're that's what we're uh we're showing the courage members that we're, that that's the way to live their lives too because they cannot express themselves that way uh with somebody of the same sex so you have a father figure and a priest that allows the person to be comforted to be um, and I keep using the words encourage. I feel really <laughs> odd. <laughs> Can somebody get a syllabus? Uh, what do call it? A synonym? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but because I, I, I can say in, in the meetings that I was in, I felt akin to my brothers that were, were struggling and challenged. And I can say with authority, I know some of what you're going through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we desire to be intimate with somebody. We all do. That's the way God made us. And I, I'm, not, I'm not lying. Yeah. You know, that's the way it is. Uh, so there's a, a, a kind of a camaraderie, and yet at the same time, by virtue of the sacrament of priesthood, there's also this father figure that is, is present with these men and women. Oh, that's absolutely beautiful, Father. We have to go to break soon, so I just want to make sure that our listeners um, have the opportunity to get that number again. Um, if they want to um, initiate contact with Sister Samantha, they call 605-787-3837. They can also email courage at dioorc.org or encourage at dioorc.org. You can also find information at Rapid City Diocese website under the courage section so thank you fathers for being with us today we'd like to hear more at some point stay with us here on real presence live we'll be back after this break <laughs> 